and welcome to the AIM Sisters podcast. You're here today with your hosts, Anna and Maria Setting, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. And in this episode, we're going to talk about lessons we've learned moving home and kind of a series about adulting and the things we've learned in our early 20s and probably you can identify and relate to. Yeah, I think even if, even if you haven't moved from your parents' house or, you know, not living abroad like we are, you can still relate to some of the topics because it's almost like how to grow up and what can you learn while you're growing up or the challenges you face during your 20s to 30s, I would say. Yeah. So I think we can start like talking about because a few months ago, actually, I wrote an article post for our website, amsisters.com, talking about five lessons I've learned moving to South Korea, or as I call it, moving to the other side of the world. And I think we can start from there because some of those things are not exactly, like my sister said, it's not about moving so far, but actually um, inner changes that we go through from trying to be an adult and being responsible for yourself and making decisions for your own life. So I wrote in the first place that the thing I've learned was live your youth to the fullest. And what I mean by that is that, well, I moved to South Korea when I was 21, right after university, undergrad, I just came here. And thinking about it, I think it's really important for you to make those big leaps and take the chance of the things you want to do when you're young, because you have nothing to lose, honestly. And you just have time in your hands to explore and expand and use this to become the person you want to be. And I think moving to a place like I did, to a country that I didn't speak the language, I didn't know much about the culture and all those things, I wouldn't have the courage to do this when I if I was older so I think using your youth to do the craziest things you want to do is really really important yeah I agree and I think that it's not that easy to say you know do not fear just go with the flow or do whatever you want because we do have some restrictions of course you know sometimes we want to work we need money and we don't have the opportunity to do whatever we want but Living your life to the fullest is really like enjoying life the way it is right now. So it's not, of course, we are Pisces rising. We are always dreaming, you know, and it's beautiful to dream, but also be able to enjoy life as it is and enjoy the moment, right? So, for example, in our case, we spend a lot of time when we were younger, like, until the beginning of our 20s, really focusing on school, like really trying to do our best and get the best grades. So because that that was our plan, actually, since the beginning to good, get good grades so we could get a scholarship and study something abroad because we really wanted to have this experience living abroad. So it was like almost like a plan, a long term plan. plan. So, I mean, it took effort and time and patience, but we're here, finally. <laughs> so, but what I want to say is that we, we spent a lot of our adolescent not really enjoying our time and not really doing things that we really want to do. 
So now we kind of value a lot the time we spend with our friends and people that we like, because by the end of the day, that's what you're going to remember. Even back home, we don't remember the hours we spend studying in our rooms. You know, we remember times when we were with our family, having a good time. And that's what matters on the long run, I'd say. So living your youth to the fullest is really about finding joy in your life. Small things are big things, you know, and just not worrying so much. Hmm. But I also say, like, I think it depends a little um, on which phase of your life you are at. Because like you said, we kind of had this escape plan almost. And we knew that in order to reach what we wanted, like our goals of living abroad, we would have to sacrifice sacrifice a little bit of our time and study and dedicate and do all those things. So I think having priorities is really important. And my priorities changed as I got older. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think like appreciating time with friends, appreciating going out and not just like being this crazy person trying to be overachiever and get like best place in everything. That mindset changed now, not when I was younger. And I think it's okay because I realized like I don't need to be like that. And my effort to that I had, I respect that because that's what brought me here today. So I think, but yeah, I think it's more about like being bold to, even if you know it's going to be hard for you to get where you want, just plan out and find a way to, to get where you want to be because it's possible, you know. Because I think a lot of people, when they talk about like adulting and um, when you're young, you have everything you want in your hands. I think that's not entirely true. And I think I want to be honest with everyone that is listening to us. And if you're younger than us and trying to find inspiration to do something you want with your life, I don't want to be that person who just says, oh, no, it's easy. Go ahead and do it, you know. But really having the courage. And sometimes when I say live your youth to the fullest, it might take time planning and doing hard work before reaching that moment where you can just enjoy your life, right? So, yeah, just think through everything you want to do. That's what I would like to say. But I think I would say that, yes, of course, it's important to have the plans and to follow through so you can get where, where you want to be. But when we were young, I think we didn't really have a balance. And having balance is really important. So you can be an achiever, but you can also cultivate your relationships with people around you, which is something that I only learned on the long run, like nowadays. I'm learning, actually. I'm still learning. And I think when we are young, we have so much pressure and we don't really know ourselves. So we take all the expectations, you know, from our parents, from society or whatever, And this is very limiting. And once you get out of this state, and I mean, traveling for us really helped because we saw another perspective. We saw things from afar without people really being close to us, literally. So it gives us space to really consider new things. And I think that's really important. Like having, really growing up, and allowing yourself to understand your true self. So you're not ruled by fear. You're not ruled by your reactionary mode, so to say. You're not ruled by 
others' expectations of you. So if you have the chance even like to go somewhere a little bit far from what you're used to, a little far from your home, I mean, now it's quite difficult because of the pandemic, but um, if you need to make an important decision, I think it's really good to take the time away from people so we can, you can be more like impartial and make the decisions for, for yourself on your own, you know, not being, you know, influenced by everyone around you. Yeah. Because in the end, you know what's best for you and not other people. Everyone has their own life. And yeah, I agree. I think, okay, so the second thing I was thinking about, the lessons I've learned was that your comfort zone does expand. And this will come with a little bit of a dose of pain because when you move out of your comfort zone, it's uncomfortable. It's really, really uncomfortable because if you, you can feel lost. Like imagine you trying to do like little things you're not good at and you have to go through this learning process, this learning curve until you master that thing. And then it becomes easy and you're like, yeah, master this. And then that's your comfort zone. So I think of it like a stretching something, right? And when I remember moments when I came to Korea that I felt extremely out of place and I thought I'll never get used to it. And it caused me, I don't know, really bad feelings. Like I'm never going to get used to this place. It's really hard. How am I going to make friends? How am I going to learn this language? Everything. So it just, in my case, it was a bit extreme, just like moving somewhere you don't know anyone anything about the language and stuff and trying to live a regular life is expanding your comfort zone in a very extreme way, I would say. But what I learned is that we are very resilient beings, us as humans, and we learn a lot. So I think one experience that, just like telling a short story is just that, I remember when I first arrived, one day I was, I wasn't living in Seoul, I was living in Cheonan, that is about an hour from Seoul and I was on the bus intercity bus on the way back to Cheonan from Seoul and my friends uh, we were just like hanging out during the weekend but the bus was full they had to take another one and I went alone on the next one and I kind of fell asleep you know just because it's a while and then when, when I woke up I was really like disoriented I didn't know where I was what, what was happening and then I looked around like I don't know anyone here. And then I tried to look at the signs, like, I can't read this, this language. It's like, I can't read, but I don't know what it means. And it felt really, you know. Desperating. Kind of desperating. I was like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, that feeling of why did I even think I could survive? <laughs> um, but with time, uh, it didn't happen again. But it's just like, at the beginning, it can feel very, very uncomfortable and it doesn't need to be very extreme like you might be I don't know trying to learn a new skill and then you go to class and you feel like oh I suck at this I'll never be good enough you know like as my my colleagues or whatever but with time you can you can expand your comfort zone and you do learn things yeah I think expanding comfort zones well I think 
we expand in so many in so many areas of our lives. Um, you know, as we say in Portuguese, not everything is a sea of roses. <laughs> right? So even though the experience is good, like moving to Asia is nice, it's, it's a good experience. It's really going outside our comfort zone because we had no idea about the language like Japanese, Korean. We had to learn. I mean, learning. I'm still learning, right? So going somewhere you cannot understand what people are saying is like super outside our comfort zone. And then, you know, you live your entire life feeling like I have control over everything in my life. And then you, you're drop, you drop here in Asia and suddenly you have no control over anything. Like you have to learn how to find your home. You have to learn to pay the bill. Yeah. You have to learn to do your taxes. You have to learn to read. No, like, what do I do with this document? Huge document, all in kanji, <laughs> all in Japanese, no idea. <laughs> so it's really, really uncomfortable. And it's difficult to find people who really understand you on a personal level. It's really hard to find people who are like-minded or who are open to talk to you, especially in English. And, you know, being away from everything you know, from the food you know, from the family you know, from your friends, from everything that is comfortable. You literally leave everything that is comfortable behind, even your own sense of identity. What you thought you were, you, you leave behind because Literally, if you move somewhere else that no one knows you, you can start from zero. You can be anyone, actually. But even though you have this possibility of being anyone, usually people don't change that much because, like I was thinking, you need some type of comfort in your life. Otherwise, it's really painful. So I think you kind of hold on to the things you know, even though they might be very little. And this kind of brings your keeps your identity together because you cannot just like a butterfly transform all of a sudden, you know, you still keep parts of yourself, even though you yeah. might look different to other people. I think you do. Of course, you are the same person, but I think somehow it, it is very freeing. For example, some people, they may be, they may have a stereotype in their country or they heard their entire life that they are this and that. And then when they move, they can literally get rid of those images that they had, you know. If you were considered, you know, super insecure, you can decide, no, from now on, I'm going to be secure myself. Maybe inside you're really secure still, but you don't really have the outside pressure of continue to be this insecure, you know. You don't have people reminding you that you are this or that. So I think it's easier to transform yourself somehow mm -hmm. yeah but throughout this thing like this third lesson would be then that you need a support system and mm -hmm. I think uh, I had this illusion <laughs> I call it an illusion now that I was kind of self-sufficient and I always thought like oh I'm good by myself you know like I can handle my problems and I didn't used to miss people honestly when I was younger because the, the the truth is I had them around me and if I wanted I could just call them or text them or 
meet them somewhere because they weren't that far from me. And that's why maybe I never thought I would miss people in general. But I think only coming here that I learned what loneliness means and also how important it is for you to have the support system. And luckily enough, I met people here that have been my support system, like my friends. So I even, like people say that friends are your chosen family. And to a certain degree, I agree with that. It is. And even like, I remember some of my professors even like asking me or some of my colleagues from my university asking, but you have no family here in Japan. And I was like, well, I do, but I'm not really close to them or they're living far from me, you know? And they're like, but what if something happens? <laughs> Especially like with coronavirus, they're like, what if something happens to you? What are you gonna do? You know, you have no one. I was like, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> but that's true, like we haven't, I mean, we have friends and all that, but it's quite hard, I think, to live by yourself without anyone around who can really help you if you need. Every time that I feel a bit sick, I'm like, if I die here, no one will know. <laughs> but no, I'm just joking. Of course, people will notice. But I mean, it's a little bit, um, I don't know. It's different to live alone, for sure. You have to learn to be okay with yourself because most of the time you'll be by yourself. And especially during like the past year and this year too. And you have to learn to take care of yourself as well. You know, yeah. the daily things, clean your house, cook, clean yourself, go out clean for your- a walk. <laughs> yeah. You know, like small things, but some some small things we're used to, you know, when we live for parents, they are always doing that for us. You know, buy the toilet paper. <laughs> for example, I one of my friends, she told me, oh, I felt so weird buying toilet paper for the first time. Because it was always there in my house. <laughs> you know, I never had to buy toilet paper by myself. Magically appear in your house. Yeah, it's <laughs> like such a small thing, but it really represents what it is to leave your parents' house, you know, and not having your fridge full of food. <laughs> and that's why, like, I like very small gifts that sometimes my friends give me. It means so much. Mm-hmm. so 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 much because like you're taking care of me thank you so much you know no one takes care of me nowadays only myself mm-hmm. and if they give me I don't know something to eat it's like oh I thought of you thank you or a friend gave me a flower it's like yeah put in your house it's just like very very meaningful mm-hmm. because I wouldn't do those things by myself you know just to treat myself and Yeah, when you have a family around, they do that all the time. You don't even think about those things. Like you have food every day, probably your mom, dad, sister, grandma, grandpa. I don't know. Someone will cook and give you something in the middle of the day. (laughs) Even if it's just like a snack, your roommate gives you like a cookie. But if you're by yourself, you're like, if I want the cookie, I have to go to the store and buy the damn cookie because no one's giving me. (laughs) So true. Yeah. But, and the other thing, I think the fourth thing on the list would be, you're allowed to change your mind. Wow. 
<laughs> Who knew that? And what I mean by that is basically like sometimes when you make a decision and you go for it, you put so much effort. For example, you have this dream school you want to attend. You want to go to that university, that degree, because my entire life I wanted to do that. And then you study, study, study. And then you take the test and you do all, then you get there. But then when you reach the university, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I didn't know I didn't like to draw. I didn't know I didn't like to make math comp, like calculations. I didn't know I didn't like to, I don't know, do ah, all those Shut things. people open. Yeah, or do participant <laughs> observation in anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it can vary, but sometimes you just have like this very idealized, I, it's just an idea of what your dream job would be your dream career would be your dream major would be or you have an epiphany in the middle of the way or when you're already there and you're like that was an illusion what the system told me i should do and you have an epiphany saying my soul wants to do this and it's like completely different from what you were doing and then what do you do Do you keep doing what you were doing before or do you change your mind and say, have, be brave enough to change everything? That's why, yeah, it's a good question. It's like a crossroad, but I think it's important when you reach that point to really think to yourself, okay, following this path that I'm already in, is it going to make me happy? Am I doing this because I really want or am I doing this just because I'm trying to fulfill a past dream? or past expectation, because most of the times, our actions are really based on repetition. And we are really, we struggle to change path and to try something different because when you're not, we think, which is kind of foolish, but we think that our lives is like this linear path. And when you have to do a curve or turn around and go right or left, you're like, I'm doing a mistake. I thought it was like a straight line to success. And it's not. But you see, this example is very good because you said it's linear, right? I have to follow one path that is linear. And linear is what? Masculine energy. Yeah. Because our society is a patriarchy most of the places, right? So we are not allowed to have this intuition to think, to like not to be rational all the time, but also to feel and to follow our emotions and our gut feeling, our intuition and all that. And the feminine is, is a cycle, it's cyclical, right? It is not linear like the masculine. So not allowing yourself to do this cycle of thinking again, reassessing your options and your path is really giving full power to the masculine side. And for us, especially women, Men also have this feminine side. We both have masculine and feminine sides. But especially for women, it's really disempowering to give up on that completely because our external system is already so masculine that if we don't embrace the femininity inside of us, it's like we are surrendering completely to a masculine society, to a masculine way of living, right? But I also think like, I agree with you what you said, but sometimes I feel it's important not to think exactly as a cycle or like a circle, but more like a spiral because yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you evolve, you change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that because you're doing something different, you'll go back to the same spot because it's impossible. You're always like, it's always going to change something. Yeah, and but I mean, just the process of reassessing. Not that we're yeah. going to get stuck in a loop, right? No. Yeah, I know, but some people that listen or watching us might yeah. confuse that and say, oh, why would I follow my intuition? It's going to lead me back to the same <laughs> spot, same point. Yeah. That's not what I mean. Yeah, so I think like spiral analogy would work better in this because you, you're always evolving. And I think we need to be more gentle with ourselves in general. Like sometimes we we are harsher critics in general. And because you cannot, sometimes you don't follow what your idea was or what your plan was, you feel like you failed. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing, it's not like a win-win. It's not like a win or losing game. It's just like, it's a process. You don't have to win anything. And life is not like, Someone is going to, you're going to, when you die, someone's going to give you like, congratulations, you made it, you know? So I think you need to like, be kind to yourself in the process because life is a process. Especially because, you know, sometimes when we want to change our lives, like completely do something really different or embrace a part of ourselves that we didn't show before. Most of the times in our head, we are saying, I can't do this. Because what, what, what my family will think about me, what my friends will think about me, what my, you know, people I studied on high school, university will think about me, you know, but actually that's only an excuse because you're afraid of what you are going to think about yourself. Yeah. Right. Because it's only like a reflection of your fear. But even if someone has a brief thought, like, oh, she made the wrong decision you know it's not going to impact lives in any way and they're not going to think about this life for a week <laughs> it's going to be a brief talk maybe like your family is going to be more worried about you but most people will not care you know so it's really about facing yourself because we can be our biggest enemy sometimes yeah like self-sabotage is a big thing in our mm-hmm. subconscious but I also think, like like you were saying before, we need a support system. So what I felt, honestly, okay, some people who are listening to this know me from university and high school, maybe. But during that time, honestly, I don't think I know one person that would have supported what I'm doing here, like what we're doing with AM Sisters and trying a YouTube channel and trying to podcast. Honestly, when I was younger, I don't know if any of my friends would have supported me with those decisions or not friends, but like people around me. So I think that caused a lot of, you know, didn't allow me to express myself the way I wanted because I know judgments would come, especially if you're in an academic environment. They think everything that is more creative is not academic, it's not serious. You're wasting your time. You're making a fool of yourself. It's true. And I think because when I came to Korea, I got rid of that like from the environment in general, somehow the friends I met here, all of them were so happy when I said, okay, I think I want to give this a try. And I got so much support. And I think that's why like support system is so important because we need people around us who will be rooting for us and wanting the best for us. And not someone, someone that's like a friend that's going to be like, oh, did you see that YouTube channel? It's so, you know, this and that. 
So I guess bringing people that are wanting what's good for you, even though it might not be their path, you know, like doing something creative, creative writing or whatever it is, but they respect what you're doing and they support you because I will support my friends in whatever decisions they are making as well. Mm -hmm. But I think, like I said, everything is a reflection, right? So even people who don't think so positive about creative projects of other people, when they criticize that and they judge that, they are most of the times also judging themselves a lot or comparing themselves to other people, which, you know, doesn't lead it anywhere. So it's really about embracing everything and helping people and uplifting each other and not judging because, well, yeah, I've judged people before, but I do my best not to judge anyone right now, you know, because I know it's not good for anyone. It's a constant evolution, right? Trying to um, become better people, better, better versions of ourselves, I think. Not being so judgmental, being more accepted, accepted and accepting people, you know, spreading the love. <laughs> I agree. And everyone is in a different phase of their lives. And, but I, I do believe we reach some point that we become more accepting and more loving is when like you said is the point when we start being more accepting and loving with ourselves so when the inner critic lowers its voice a little bit the outer critic also goes away mm -hmm. and you stop judging people so much as well it's really a mirror the self and the other yeah it comes to the theory or the idea that we are all one. Makes you know, sense. if your inner being reflects on the outside, on what you receive, what you see from others, it really represents the interconnection that we have with each other, right? If we start being more kind to other people, probably we're going to notice more kindness as well, right? Because that's where our focus is. I agree. <laughs> which leads us to the final one from your post, which is laugh and take things lightly, right? Like we yeah. said, spread the love, laugh. And this is something that I'm working on, like really hard <laughs> for me. I've always been a person who likes to control my life, you know, plan everything and take you know, step one, step two, step three. <laughs> so, and to the Z, that's my sister. Yeah, but I'm doing my, I'm trying my best to letting things go and flow, and take take things lightly. Right. Because if you think about life in general, the hard moments they will be just like an episode in this entire grandiose movie of your existence. <laughs> so I think you should try to make the in-betweens, you know, as light, as fun, as, you know, good vibes as possible. Because that's 
what's gonna guide who you are, how you feel, what you're surrounded by. And like you said, whenever you do something different, you do feel pain and you feel like uncomfortable because you're expanding your comfort zone. But remember your comfort zone will expand and will keep growing into a point that you're like, okay, I'm comfortable with most situations. And you can relax and learn that you don't need to be in this defensive mode all the time. We can actually just enjoy the present moment and really feel a bit like free, I would say, because our minds keep us trapped in a constant plotting of possibilities. But if you just enjoy the moment, we can feel like just fun and lighthearted moment. Also, I would say that when we talk about bringing light and love into our lives and into the world, so to say, it's not that we're saying to ignore the shadows, not to say to ignore the bad things that are going on. It's actually putting light into those things, bringing them to the surface and really facing them, right? Facing inequality, facing social injustice, facing racism, facing all that, not ignoring, saying everything is peace and love and there's no. nothing wrong going on no that's really escapist like an escapist mindset and it's not good for anything right so it's really about bringing love and light into the difficult situations as well into where there is shadow and darkness and you know violence and bringing light and compassion and healing to those places as well So I think if you have the possibility to help someone, even if it's a friend passing through like a difficult time or just listening to someone who needs to open up, this happens a lot to us. Many people come and talk, you know, and it's a good thing for them and for us because somehow we're able to help even if it's just a little bit and even if it's just listening. So... You know, do your best if you can to not only feel light within yourself, but also bringing lightness to others and having compassion to people around you. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just about your own happiness, right? Like we said, me, the other, everyone is kind of interconnected. So I think you working on yourself, that's why self-development is so, so important because you're working on yourself. You can help other people as well to think about their own lives and improve that. And when we talk about being happy and positive things, it's not only the selfish concept, you know. You cannot be happy if there's someone unhappy by your side. That's a fact. So what you can do is just like, trying to spread a little bit of compassion, a little bit of understanding of, you know, listening to your friend when they're in need and all those things to the people who are around you. And maybe they'll do that to other people who are around them. And yeah, maybe we are still very idealistic, but I do believe everyone trying to do their best, we, we can improve for sure. And we can learn. Yeah, so I think adulting has so many facets to it. Those are just like very broad, general things 
that we thought about because maybe you go, I think everyone will go through those thoughts at some point in their lives. It doesn't need to be the crazy moving to Asia like we did if you're, I don't know. But it can be just small things in general, trying new things. And if you want to listen to more like specific things that happened to us and examples of our life stories and how adulting is going to us, you can always ask and we'll sure make more videos and stories and podcasts for you guys to listen. Also, I think those things that we mentioned today, they're not only about adulting, right? Even adults, like even my parents, they can learn from this. They can do yeah. this. Because it's not that we're showing you guys something, you know, so surprising. No, I think it's something that everyone is passing through every day. We're all trying to expand our boundaries. We're all trying to, you know, cultivate our support system to feel comfortable with ourselves, to laugh and take things lightly. So it's a process of evolving, I'd say. A constant process of evolving and becoming better versions of ourselves, right? <laughs> so everyone can can try to put more effort into those areas, of, I believe. <laughs> I believe so too. <laughs> so I'd like to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. It's really meaningful and we really appreciate it. If you're seeing us on YouTube, thank you so much. And if you want to, please leave a like, share, subscribe to our channel, leave a comment. Let us know what you want to listen in the next episode. And if you're on the podcast, please leave us a review. And thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you can tell us your stories and what you learned from that. If you ever been in a situation that you felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. But you felt like, yes, my comfort zone expanded or something like this. Let us know. We would love to hear. So I see you next week on the next episode. Take care. Yeah. Okay, bye. Goodbye.